UK Motor Talk at the Goodwood Festival of Speed 2021. Well, here we are, day four of the Festival of Speed. Day three for me, because I didn't do the Thursday. And my game plan was to take it a little bit easier today and watch a bit more motorsport. Just in the collecting area, you can hear some of the older F1 cars going past. Well, actually, I can hear an F1 car firing up, which is probably just in the distance. Here it comes. This, this is why people come here to see things like this that you'll never see. That was an Ayrton Senna McLaren. Doesn't that sound like a real Formula One car? Bit different to the modern ones. And I'm standing not many yards away from the Duke, whose garden we're in. In fact, we're uh, racing up his front drive, who's talking to one of the honoured guests here that we spoke to other day Roger Penske and this is because what they're loading into the collecting area at the moment in time are some of Roger Penske's team cars because Roger has owned it's one of the dominant forces in American motorsports he owns teams in just about every genre although bizarre I find uh, the Ferrari 250 GTO which is Nick Mason's which is um, sitting in the same paddock but there we are that's just one of the juxtapositions that you do see here. You never know quite what's going to happen, but I'm surrounded by NASCARs and IndyCars and just about everything imaginable. And I'm still enjoying it as much as ever. Good morning. Uh, I'm talking to uh, this young man who's standing beside one of the most... Well, in a place of extraordinary motor cars, this is an even more extraordinary motor car. Your name, sir? Uh, my name's Alex Summers. Uh, I'm a 2015 British Hill Climb champion, and I've been asked to drive the McMurtry Spearling uh, for the team. This is a completely unique, one-off, uh, EV, uh, track-only car. Uh, it's it's unique selling point. Well, it's, the, the main unique selling point that people notice is it sounds a bit like a jet engine, um, because it's got two fans to create downforce. Right, so, okay. it, so thanks to Gordon Murray for that then? Yeah, certainly it's an evolution of, of the original concept. Um, it's quite weird that, that we've got the T50 that he's doing now and this yes. is sort of broadly a yes. uh, similar concept. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know the exact details of either car, to be honest. And best that they don't tell me and I wouldn't understand anyway. Um, but yeah, we've got fans creating downforce and, and briefly it's, it's better for range to take the wings off and run fans to create downforce. So if you have wings, you, they, they, they're always there. They always create a drag. And obviously any, any extra drag, anything like that for an EV is, is just... Yeah, absolutely. It's a real punishment. Yeah, and we're still not at the point where um, you, know, you could charge it quickly enough mid-race. So the idea then is to go you know, for a very long period of time with the battery that we have. So we have a big battery, a 60 kilowatt hour battery. So you know, if, if you were going to drive this on the road, you'd be over 300 miles of range. 350 or so so uh, it's it's a great it's a great piece of kit I'm really you know really glad that that I get to drive it and help them out a little bit in any way I can Uh, and it's just lovely to be here it's it's really really tiny I mean in in a paddock which is full of Le Mans cars and 
and the likes. Uh, yeah, well, we're parked next to Roman Dumas, who, uh, who actually is the record holder here, and he's, yes, in, yeah, he's in his uh, Glicken house. And uh, yeah, when you park them next to each other, it's like, you know, dad and son. It's quite, it's quite cute in a way. But I mean, we, we, you have to ask yourself why cars need to be so big. I mean, there is some conventional uh, handling wisdom as to why they need to be like that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, the, the smaller the frontal area, the smaller your drag, you know. Um, I've got to go with the man watching. Yeah. I've got to get in the car, yeah. No, it's okay, a tough well, enjoy, life, isn't it? Enjoy your run. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thought, you will. Cheers. Thanks for your time. Thank much you. appreciated. In the paddock again with Emanuele Piro. We're here with two of the most extraordinary uh, cars here in probably some of the most iconic colours. Of, of colours. These are reunited with old friends of yours. Yeah, absolutely. This is... Uh, this collection belongs to a dear old friend who died 10 years ago, Gino Macaluso, who was a very, very important uh, person also in the motorsport uh, yeah, field. And, uh, and he had the brilliant idea to collect um, this uh, theme, let's say, which is uh, the, strat the, the launches of, um, of the, late, yeah, the early 80s, basically, both in the endurance and in the World Rally Championship, when uh, motorsport in Italy was really important because they were yeah, really, really important cars and, and many important drivers. I, I, I was part of the Martini team in the World Endurance Championship. I raced with the Beta Monte Carlo Turbo with... Uh, great friends and, and important drivers like Riccardo Patrese, Michele Alboreto, Teo Fabi, Andrea De Cesaris, uh, uh, Ginzani, yeah, and, uh, and to, to bring this um, era back in such a place like Goodwood, which is so special, is, uh, is really something unique, so I'm very Thank happy. Very Mike Manuelli, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm being chased to let you go, yes, so yes. <laughs> thanks very much. Well, this, this gentleman's just arrived in a car which uh, will become apparent in a moment. It's fairly unusual. Your name, sir? Uh, Roderick Jack. Roderick, uh, you're driving a very early Alfa Romeo. Um, and everybody knows Alfa Romeos are red. Why is this one not? This confuses everybody, particularly the Italians, if you go and do the Mille Miglia. Um, the car was delivered direct from the factory into the UK to Brian Lewis to race in 1933. It was red out of the factory but it was immediately painted green because it was the British racing Monza it raced uh, in the Nice Grand Prix and therefore you know had to be green so it was turned green in 33 it had a period in 34 of actually being bare metal because it was owned and raced by John Cobb who was running the Napier Railton at the same time and then back to green in 35 so it's uh, it spent uh, the post-war period, much of the post-war period, when Patrick Lindsay very famously yes. used and raced it uh, back in red. But uh, about 20 years ago, the, the previous owner to me decided that uh, it deserved to be green. And actually, it, well, it makes it very distinctive, makes it unusual. And it feels like, you know, in its prime, when this car won the international trophy twice at Brooklands and the man in Moore in the Isle of Man, it, it, it was in green. So it feels the right color for it. Yeah, indeed. It's just a delight to see. I mean, it's beautifully restored, but not over-restored. It, it has a nice pattern about it. Yeah, this this is unusual amongst Monzas in being extremely original. The the chassis, the body, the engine, uh, virtually everything. Just the scuttle at some point in its lifetime has been replaced. So it's, it's really never been... Yeah, it's been sympathetically 
stopped from rotting away, but it's um, it's never been fully restored. And as a result, you know, you can see the scars it's picked up over 90 years of its life. Uh, yes, uh, what some refer to as being Americanized, over-restored. This is uh, uh, no comment. Um, but <laughs> but uh, no, I th- you know, I think there was a there was a period in the UK as well, you know, 20 or 30 years ago when people, uh, whether it was the customers or the restorers, were just doing work that you know maybe today doesn't look like it was what you might have wanted to be doing and so i think it would be unfair to blame that one on our on our american cousins an enjoyable drive though i suspect it's a fantastic car to drive on the circuit on the hill climb but also on the road i've done thousands of miles in this car um in fact uh two o'clock today it's going on a truck up to the highlands and um next week it'll probably do six or eight hundred miles around the the north of scotland so it's you know it's very tractable lots of torque actually comfortable my wife has spent many thousands of miles in the passenger seat and uh it's it's brutally noisy it's very fast uh but really wonderful to drive nothing like it well i'm in the paddock with a with a somewhat unhappy Ari Vatanen because the car won't go. It's, it's a bit disappointing, but uh, certainly not something you're used to. Everything you've driven over the years has gone like stink. <laughs> well, I'm not unhappy at all. Of course, it's a pity, but uh, it's a water uh, water came off. I don't know why, and, uh, and and that can be fixed. Uh, it's not a great deal in life. No, not at all, not at all. And I will have another run in the afternoon, and you know, let's put things into perspective. But what matters is just good to be here to enjoy this good, unique Goodwood uh, atmosphere and, uh, and really British gathering at its best, you know, what else can you say? You've been here many times. In some years you do the hill and other years you do the rally stage, I think, as well. In fact, uh, I don't think I have done well, very long time ago I've done a rally stage, but the main thing is that uh, you are here. You are part of this uh, family reunion, yes, yes. family reunion of uh, petrol heads. Uh, and uh, you know you, uh, where the history is preserved, and uh, and and people people come here because they are passionate about life, not just about cars, but passionate about life, and that's why we need events like like this. Because without passionate people, simply just life will not go forward. Perfect ending. Thank you very much, Ari. Thank you, and have a good Sunday. Well. <sighs> This is the Roger Penske tribute, and a lot of cars lined up here. And as soon as I walked into the paddock area, I thought, what is Nick Mason's Ferrari 250 GTO doing in amongst those cars? It seems out of place. One of my favorite cars of all time, of course. Who better to ask than Annette Mason? Nick's wife. Well, the reason it's here is that although we're part of the Penske team, Roger owns a GTO, but unfortunately he was unable to bring it over from America. So Charles asked Nick to do it as a Penske substitute, which is wonderful because it's given me the opportunity to drive up the hill. Well, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. You're a very well-known racer, both on circuit and up the hill. You and the whole family have driven up here many, many a time. 
We've had a wonderful time and I think we've done every year apart from last year when it was cancelled and um, I've even won a couple of times but I suspect that's due to Nick's wonderful cars. <laughs> well, some of them are mine, I think. Uh, I've, been, I've been saying to people I've been here since 93 but um, it, it's just a delight to be here and last year we missed it a great deal. It looks to me like the standard of the show is as great as ever. It is, and um, it's exceptional. And I, what was wonderful is Charles was, I think, lucky that suddenly we are allowed to gather. But, you know, we had a garden event and um, the social distancing, it, it worked very well. You know, and people are very aware. They, you know, they want to be helpful. And as you were saying, the whole family here, sadly, our sons are in New York because they're both at university there, so <laughs> they're here in spirit. Um, Hopefully Charles will continue to invite us. Oh, I've, I've little doubt of that. I saw recently the programme Nick did with Brian Johnson in the garage. Do you know, it's gobsmacking, that garage. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. And Nick's been dreaming about that since the day we met, and now he's done it. And isn't it wonderful to realise your dreams? Well, one of the great features of this weekend is the commemoration of Roger Penske's career and uh, the Penske uh, cars are all just going out on the track now. One of the John Player Specials Lotuses. This is, this is a man who owns lots of cars, um, but he's owned, raced and team bossed just about everything and everybody in the last 50 or so years of uh, American Motorsport. The gentleman is now 84 and as sprightly as ever and he's just gone down to lead the parade in his honour in one of the special Goodwood moments. I've often said of uh, Goodwood generally it's a place of legends. Some legends are with the backroom legends. And I've talked to a, a gentleman I've interviewed here many times over the many years who predates me in uh, motorsport by quite a long way, Dickie Stanford, who uh, was with Williams and... Well, no, you tell me. Why am I doing this? You tell me. You've been with just about everybody, Dickie. Yeah, I, I started um, way, way back, Formula Ford, Formula 3, and then eventually got into Formula 1 in 1985 with Williams and then worked my way up to Chief Mechanic and then in 1995 became Team Manager and then uh, retired a couple of years ago but then has been dragged back in by Zach, Zach Brown. So Zach Brown of McLaren, so you're in United, I'm trying to read this backwards, United, United Autosports, thank you Dickie, he's pointing it out on his jacket, um, which is next to the McLaren stand in this F1 compound because Zach has this enormous collection of F1 cars, absolute gems, in very much the 70s and 80s, 90s, he covers all those eras and of course that's your area of expertise, it's hardly a surprise he's asked you to come back. Um, yes, but United Autosports, uh, let's say, are, are growing, as well as their little Le Mans cars. They do uh, road cars, uh, restorations, and obviously the Zach's collection and, and customer cars. You know, we've, we've started doing customer cars now for the historic cars. So the collection is growing, and they needed more people. And so uh, it, it took them a little while to actually 
get me to come back into working, but uh, he eventually got me up to, to Leeds. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, this is not about a number crunching exercise. He didn't need more people. He needed the right people. Uh, if you say so. Yeah, I'm, I it's um you know i'm i'm really busy now there or we're really busy you know when we finished here we've got silverstone then then we're testing after that then we're in america then we're in portugal then back to america and that gets us to about october um with the f1 calendar changing zach changing his mind so it it's it's like being back in the uh, f1 arena keep traveling you know let's be honest uh, and it's very much a, a theme of this place, I think, that the people we've been talking to over this weekend. You started in this business because you were a fan. You're still a fan, which is why you keep coming out of retirement. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'd do if I, if I wasn't doing this. So, um, yeah, I, I, just, I just can't sit at home and do nothing or mow the lawn too many times a day. So, um, And this collection that Zach has, is, you have to see it to believe it. It's not just Formula One cars, it's Indy cars, NASCARs, IMSA cars, you name it, Can-Am cars, um, and they're all in running condition. They don't just gather dust. Zach will just suddenly ring up and say, I want to go testing, and he'll pick three or four cars, and we'll just get them out of the collection, check them over, and go. But they're all kept in top condition. That's so rare these days that any owner of, of Zach's stature will have a collection which isn't just a museum collection, which is a running collection. That's right. You know, um, nothing in the work... There's only one car in the workshop, which is an old Jody Schechter Wolf. Zach bought it off of Walter Wolf, and that is, as it finished, I think, in 1974 or something like that, and he's not going to restore it. He's just going to leave it as it is. Um, but every other car has a total rebuild, and then it sits there until Zach decides he's going to drive it. And even if he doesn't drive it after two years, it's then re-stripped and rebuilt to make sure it's still in top condition. Because you never know when he's going to ring up and say, I want to drive it. I mean, you see, for a lot of people, that would be their dream job. But it's been your dream job for... Four decades, five decades? Yes, yeah, yeah, four or five decades. Um, yes, there's, there's always something new, you know, so it is a dream job. You know, people say you've got the best job in the world, and sometimes I look at it and say, yeah, would I have ever got to see any of these things if I didn't, wouldn't hear? Well, yeah, I can't say I've been involved quite that long, but not, I'm not far behind you, but uh, I'm here, as you're here, because we, we enjoy these things, we enjoy the people... Most of all, I think the people are even more interesting for me than the cars. Yeah, well, you know, like I was saying, I, I do enjoy what I'm doing, and where else would you get to meet Mario Andretti? One of my heroes. You know, Tom Christensen. You know, he's driving our cars. So, you know, come back, let's do some more. Right on. Are you back for revival? Maybe if I can get some tickets, then I might come back as a, as a spectator, which will be very rare for me. Yeah. I'll look out for you. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Well, I'm getting towards the end of a very long four days. And I thought, given the fact that this is the biggest demand, I guess, area, most crowded area within the whole compound, the whole huge thousand acres or whatever it is of Goodwood, that I should 
come and stand in the Formula One area, the public Formula One area, just to get a feel for the crowd. And not very far away, I can see, well, about 20 people, depths of crowd away. I can see Lando Norris being interviewed, but it's been a fabulous weekend. It's great to be back, and I will be back with a different sort of motorsport event, the Revival, in uh, just 10 weeks' time, and I'm really looking forward to that. It's a different in feel, different in character, but just as enjoyable. There's uh, Red Bull proclaiming themselves as a British team, even though, of course, their owner's Austrian. But there you go. UK Motor Talk, a first take media production.